0: Hi, I'm Brian.
1: And I'm Michaela. And this is Drink the Movies,
0: a podcast where each week we try to recreate a classic movie drink and discuss the movie that inspired it.
1: Thanks for joining us. Now let's drink the movies.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to episode 70 of Drink the Movies. I am Brian here, as always, with Michaela. Michaela, we had a momentous night last night. Awards were given out, speeches were made, punches were thrown. What a night. What a night, Oscar night. What a night, Oscar night. I,
1: You know, we knew it would come back with bang. We knew that, right? Because Mm -hmm, last mm -hmm. year was very subdued. It was uh, very understated. This year came out swinging, literally. It was amazing.
0: (laughs) Quite, quite literally, quite literally. Uh, Yeah, another Oscars in the books. uh, We were back kind of having the full... Uh, Full blown events. Uh, we had hosts. We had uh, red carpets. We had things that were taped ahead of time. We had show. <laughs> we had songs that weren't nominated being performed. Uh, what a, what a night! What a time to be alive watching the Oscars. We had a lot and- of
1: weird, weird aesthetic choices for people's clothing and mm-hmm, makeup mm-hmm. decisions, and very. Uh, you know, new, new things. New things came to light. I learned more about double-sided tape, not only mm. because of some of the uh, thematic elements of the dress code, but also yes. because we had our own red carpet that needed to be taped down.
0: That we was exciting. Did. We did. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, for everyone listening at home, I get over to uh, Michaela's house yesterday and her husband is dutifully putting down this red carpet so we could have our very own red carpet entrance to Michaela's Oscar party bash, uh, which was pretty amazing. Uh, I have to say uh, you can go apparently on Amazon and buy your own red carpet and have your own fancy events. And I think everyone should do that, really.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It wasn't expensive. Now, let me be clear. It does not look anything like the red carpet that we saw uh, going into the Dolby Theater. Um, True. Mine well, that was, was
0: like that was like a city block. That's it uh, oh That red gosh. carpet.
1: It really was. It was yeah. it was huge. Um, however, uh, for like 1650, you you and, and one day of waiting, you can get 30 by two and a half feet of, of red carpet. And I got a couple of them because I wanted to go up the stairs and all that. So we uh, we actually filmed our walking in and mm-hmm, we'll mm-hmm. post that uh, for anybody who wants to see those 25 seconds and never get them back. But um, it was really exciting. We don't really do a, a big deal at Oscars. I used to throw a big Oscar party, but I get so emotional and, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and I drink so much that I, I decided to not uh, have anybody but Brian over. So that it was, it was great. It's been a tradition now for a couple of years.
0: Yeah, that's right. This was our third year of watching the uh, Oscars together. And this is our second year of talking about them here on Drink the Movies. So we we had our Oscar uh Pick them, uh, prize package, giveaways. So we had a lot of entries this year. We had about twice as many entries as we had last year, uh, which is awesome. So uh, love to see that. Love to you know get everyone's picks and kind of see where everyone was you know feeling about these movies this year. So that's really awesome. Uh, we had the winner, had 20 correct picks, which blows us out of the water. But we're going to get to that here in a minute. Um, and when I got there, I got on the red carpet. You hand me an Oscar martini, which is delicious. Uh, listen to the Lobby Bar episode to find out how to make that. And then for the actual event, we're drinking something called the Picture Perfect Paloma, and it is picture perfect, it is beautiful, it is lovely, uh, has tequila in it, uh, it's delicious. Um, and this came from uh, ABC News, uh, and they put a, together um, this little article and it had all of the cocktails they were making for the Governor's Ball. Michaela, what's the Governor's Ball?
1: Governor's Ball is the big after party that they throw after the Oscars, where they decide whether or not they're going to press charges and all of that stuff, apparently. (laughs)
0: That's (laughs) Um, that's right. That's right. Depending on
1: who who gets punched or how that goes down uh, during the Oscars. So yeah, that's what happens. And there's uh, cocktails galore. But the one that we picked was indeed the picture-perfect Paloma. And it is indeed quite beautiful, if I do say so myself.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Now, you you broke into these a little early. You sent me a picture of, of one. Uh must have been your Oscar drink and your Oscar party prep drink, too. So, why don't you run through how to make this for everyone?
1: I sure will. All right. So, <clears throat> you said it, sir. Tequila, right? We want Reposado tequila. What does Reposado mean in the land of tequila, Brian? What is, <laughs> uh,
0: for any uh, so of rep- us that don't know. <laughs> so, so, Reposado, yeah, kind of three main classifications of tequila you have uh like silver blanco which is unaged you have reposado which is aged um in uh, an oak barrel i think for up to a year and then anything uh one to three years is añejo and then you have like extra añejo which is which is like the even oldest but yeah reposado is really good it's perfect in margaritas and things because it has just a a little bit more character i think than your silver tequila so anything that's really uh you know kind of focused on the tequila itself, Um, using a nice reposado is good. And it's going to jazz up your uh, margaritas, all that stuff. So I, I pretty much only ever get that. I don't, I don't uh, very often get into the silver tequila unless something specifically calls for it. Gotcha.
1: Okay. So you're going to do one and a quarter ounce of that bad boy. And then you're going to add a half an ounce of fresh lime juice. Then you're going to add two ounces of fresh grapefruit juice. And then half an ounce of simple syrup. Simple syrup. If anybody uh, doesn't know, if this is the first time listening to this show, simple syrup is really simple to make. It is equal parts sugar and equal parts water. You can um, put it together on the stove, but if you're if you're like me, I have learned how to do it in a microwave. So you just mm-hmm. slow heat, slow heat the um, the water and until the sugar has completely melted in it, and then you can take it out and it'll keep in your fridge for like a couple of weeks. It's really easy to make. So um, you're gonna need half an ounce of that. And then of course, keep some sparkling wine uh, for the finishing touch. So this is how you're going to make this drink. You're gonna add the tequila, the lime juice, the grapefruit juice, and the simple syrup to a shaker. You are going to add to that some muddled mint leaves, okay? And it depends on how minty you want it. If you want it really minty, Mm -hmm. you can use up to eight, okay? Oh, okay. Um, Yep. So then you're going to add the mint leaves into the shaker as well. You're going to shake that bad boy up and then pour it into a glass, and then um, you're going to see that it's missing the sparkling wine. You're going to add the sparkling wine at the end. That's important because you don't want to do what I did the very first time I added sparkling wine into a shaker and shook that up. That's a mistake. Don't do that. <laughs> that's It'll right. end yeah, up that's everywhere. Right. It'll be on yeah. your ceiling. Don't do that.
0: <laughs> it absolutely will. It absolutely will. Yeah. So you just, uh, you top that off with the sparkling wine, the champagne, the Cava, uh, the the Prosecco, I guess, if you're going that route. Uh, and and you have it, and you enjoy it, and it was really delicious. I really like aploma because um, I like most things with grapefruit juice. I really like grapefruits, so uh, this one was right up my alley. It was really lovely looking because uh, it's it's kind of effervescent. It's kind of pinkish from you know from that grapefruit, and it's is it quite lovely. And it was a uh, quite a lovely drink, and it paired perfectly with the Oscars. I think
1: it sure did. It's very fancy, um, and you know, you, can make, you could make the base of it without the sparkling wine ahead of time, which
0: mm-hmm. is probably
1: what we should have done. Uh, we did not think that far ahead <laughs> and we should have, because it's really good. So we wanted to have a second one and then maybe a third one. And so I should have probably put that, uh, put that on ice and made it in a batch, but uh, you can totally learn from our mistakes there for your next Oscar party or whatever kind of summer party. Um, Cause this is great. For the summer, it's very refreshing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the weather is heating up. It is almost April, so there we go. Yeah,
0: so there you go. So, uh, yeah, so why why don't we take a, a quick break? We've got our cocktails made. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also have some water because we had, uh, you know, a, a couple of picture-perfect uh, Palomas uh, last night. So why don't we take a quick break, and we'll be right back, and we will talk all about the Oscars, uh, about our picks, about what happened, about what we thought about the winners, and, yeah, we'll be right back.
1: Spoiler warning for the Oscars. If you own a computer, I'm pretty sure you all have seen at (laughs) least a part of what happened at the Oscars, (sighs) which I'm sure we're going to talk about. Um, But yeah, the biggest spoiler is we're going to talk about the winners of the Oscars. So if you're not interested in learning about the winners of the Oscars, stop now. Uh, Go drink some more Palomas and then come back when you're ready to talk about it. But the biggest thing is Coda
0: yeah that's right coda was the big winner on the night took the top prize for best film uh which was really great i mean that was uh, i think both of our favorite films from last year um and yeah we were both very excited to see it it was uh it was a joyous moment for sure um it got overshadowed by a less than joyous moment um but you know we're gonna we're gonna get into into all of that stuff so yeah uh, like michaela said it's a spoiler warning for the oscars we're probably not going to get Super in depth on these movies. If you want to get a little bit more about each of these individual films, uh, you can go back. You can listen to our preview show where we kind of go through all the uh, nominees a little bit uh, more thoroughly. But Michaela, the Oscars last night, we were back. They had a full theater, more or less. It looked like uh, they had kind of kind of these bigger, longer tables set up down in front for uh, you know, kind of the the nominees and things like that. But yeah, it was it was nice seeing it back to. Mostly normal, I think. Uh, what did What did you think about the the presentation? Let's kind of start with the the pre show there. So we had the the red carpet uh, extravaganza, if you will. Yes. Uh, uh, how How did you like that? How How did you like the fashion this year? How did you like the the pre show hosts? Uh, so, what What did you think?
1: So I have I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts. So there is this new fashion thing, and I tried all morning uh, today to look it up and see what the name is for this very deep v that goes into some of these um whether it's a crop top or a dress but we have this big v and then this kind of weird demi bra thing that Mm -hmm. just covers the goodies if you're you know if you've got if you got boobs and Mm um there was a lot of that um and I mean, it was it was striking. There were probably a, like five or six different dresses or outfits that we saw that were like suits or you know something that had that in it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I'm not a fan because I I don't I don't look like a supermodel, so I don't think that would have worked for me necessarily. But I thought that was an interesting piece. We had some new commentators that we saw. Mm-hmm. this year, which was kind of neat. It was kind of neat to see them spread the love a little bit. Um, usually it's, it's, you know, kind of the same people over and over again. So I thought that that was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, it was just, it was a very different, I think one of the things that was mo- most markedly different from this red carpet from the, uh, from ones in previous years was that People came in at at different times. It was much more staged. Mm -hmm. So you didn't see, you would talk to like Timothy Chalamet and there would be, you would talk about Dune and you talk about, you talk to him, but there wouldn't be like a swarm of people behind him that were also waiting in line. So Mm -hmm. you had a much, you were able to have much more conversational discussions with some of the actors and the presenters and the people that you were interviewing on the carpet. So that was kind of neat.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't necessarily love the the pre-show. Um it it but it was kind of interesting. Like I said, it didn't it didn't seem as like strict and as laid out. It seemed much more kind of free-flowing and bouncing around. Um, all of kind of the the hosts of the pre-show were were all younger. So I guess it is you know kind of skewing, you know, trying to attract a little bit of a younger audience. So I kind of liked the the format of it a little bit. It felt a little a little less formal, I guess, uh, which was kind of the, one of the things that I liked about, um, you know, the Oscars and stuff last year, just because of, you know, the restrictions and things they had on it, they had to be a little bit more loose, it wasn't uh, quite so uptight feeling all the time, and I thought that that was, that was pretty good. And then we get into the actual Oscars themselves, and we had our, our three hosts, you had uh, Amy Schumer. Wanda Sykes and Regina Hall doing the hosting duties. Uh, how did you like the uh, the three prong attack from these ladies? Uh, what did what did you think about their hosting and just kind of the the layout of how the show went I guess?
1: I thought it was okay. Um, I was a little disappointed. I think Amy Schumer's pretty funny. I think Wanda Sykes is great. Regina Hall was fine. Um, there were a couple moments uh, where I I could I, I think they totally missed the mark basically where they, sexual assault, like a bunch of people up on stage by asking them to um, go in the back for a COVID test for rapid COVID testing. I I think they were trying to be funny. I didn't find it funny. It was clear to me that Jason Momoa didn't seem that, uh, that he thought it was very funny Mm -hmm. and it was just very strange. Um, I just thought it was really, I thought that was just very ill-placed. Um, yeah,
0: there was a lot yeah.
1: of there was a lot of assaults in this entire this entire show and and I guess it didn't start off well because when you have a host that's kind of like hey this is funny it's okay I can just touch whoever and it I don't know I just thought that was strange.
0: Yeah, that was that was a little strange. It was a little awkward, I think. But um, by and large, I I thought that they did a good job. I kind of liked the format of it. Um, yeah, like it it wasn't really like guided. I didn't feel like they were like hosts as much as they would just periodically come out to kind of break up the show a little bit. Like they weren't, you know, it wasn't like Billy Crystal just, you know, leading this entire entire thing right so we would have a, a couple of categories and then you know kind of one of the three of them would would come out and you know throw in some some humor or some little bit or whatever and and then it will go so i kind of i kind of liked the the layout of it and i thought that by and large they were fine yeah like you said there were a couple of uh, awkward awkward parts uh there from them and then obviously let's uh let's just go ahead and talk about it uh chris rock will smith uh uh, Will Smith uh, did not take kindly to what Chris Rock had said about his wife and uh decided to go up on stage, uh throw throw a slap heard around the world. Um it, you've certainly you've certainly seen about it by now. Um uh yeah, I, the the problem it, it was it was a really it was a joke make it made, made in, in very bad taste. Um, I think he's he, he yeah. you know you know you shouldn't someone's medical condition is, is not something you should be joking about. Um, And I think that that joke would have been pretty forgettable. It wouldn't have been anything at all. And because of Will Smith's reaction to it, I think he comes out on the wrong side of it. He could have addressed it in his speech. He could have addressed it after the show. He could have addressed it uh, in private just with, with Chris at some, at some point Um, and he would have come out looking the victor in this, but I think that, his his reaction and and was it warranted or not uh you you could make the argument that it was but i don't i don't i don't know it like i said it's just it's unfortunate then and then this is what's overshadowing everything you know it it's it's taking attention away from the people that were that were there that were nominated that that won um and and that's that's the unfortunate part of it for me, I think. But yeah. uh, what, what were your takeaways from it, I guess? Oh,
1: so there, it was, it was, there were so many layers of wrongness, right? So, you know, Chris Rock um, is a comedian. He gets paid to say funny stuff. Um, a lot of times the hosts um, and people that go on to, even if they're not really hosting, they're presenting. Um, they make digs at, pe- at people in the audience I'm not a big fan of that kind of comedy. That's not my thing. I've never mm-hmm. liked that. Um, so there've been a couple of times, like when Ricky Gervais was the presenter or when he was um, a host, I thought he was horrible because all he did was make fun of everybody. And it didn't matter. There was n- there were no there was nothing sacred about what you looked like or what movies you were in or anything. Right. So um And apparently this is not the first time Chris Rock has uh, made fun of of, of, uh, Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, He's said things about her before. Um, I I have no idea. I mean, I do not know these people. So I don't know if he knew anything about her medical condition. I don't know if he was just making a comment because she was literally right in front of him and it came off the cuff. It was in poor taste. It's in poor taste when you're making fun of someone's looks. It doesn't really matter why. Um, so it, it, and there was a way to address that. Um, I, I was really disappointed to see Will Smith's reaction. I'm a huge fan of his, um, and this was his night to take home the Oscar, and everybody knew it. Everybody, a lot of people were buzzing uh, for him, and you know, we we picked him to win mm-hmm. because we saw King Richard. Um, King Richard was a great movie and it told an amazing story about a really amazing family. And so there was a lot of light shining on a lot of different people, um, around this moment that everyone for foresaw, um, mm-hmm. as Will Smith's being the moment to shine. And I feel like he really ruined it for himself. Um, and he ruined it for everybody else that could have shared in that honor or that should have shared in that honor. Um, by, you know, being violent about it. And I, you know, I don't blame him for being upset. I would have been really upset. Yeah, it's it's just a shame because that's the thing that everybody's talking about today. Instead of the fact that we have a couple of firsts, right? We have um, the first uh, deaf male who's won, or hearing impaired male who has won for uh, an honor in achievement in acting. Um, you know, we had a whole uh, a cast of Coda that that really shined a light on the hearing impaired community in a very different way than it had ever been done before. Winning Best Picture, um, we had a lot of firsts, right? And it's just completely been overshadowed because of this event that happened. And you know, I I don't know. I, I'm actually pretty. I was actually very surprised that um, Will Smith was allowed to stay and he wasn't escorted Mm -hmm. out, I feel like if somebody else went up to a host or a presenter in a theater and punched them because they didn't like the joke, um, that that person would be thrown out and it wouldn't matter that they were about to win an award. So I I don't know what precedent that gives people to... behave in that way will smith Mm -hmm. there's a you know he's in a lot of movies a lot of people look up to him a lot of kids look up to him this was not the way to behave so there's wrong on both sides no doubt um yeah that's how i feel about it (laughs) i'm just very sad i'm very sad about it it's been a really hard i don't know 15 (laughs) hours and i wasn't even in it but i'm still very struck by it because it's it's just very sad for
0: me (laughs) Yeah, that was not what we were planning on covering in our Oscar uh, recap show, for sure. For sure, but what we were looking forward to talking about were the Oscars themselves. So let's get into the categories. We'll just go through these. We're going to go in the same order that we made our picks. And the last one, like I said, we're not going to spend a lot of time dwelling on each of these movies and their merits. Um, so we'll we'll just go. We'll we'll give what our picks were if we were if we were correct or not, um, and whether you know whether we thought that that was that was warranted or or not. So let's, let's get this, uh, started out. Uh, Michaela, what we got first there.
1: All right. Best visual effects. Well, we both got that right. Thankfully we both picked Dune and we were correct. And yeah, I'm glad right. I'm so glad we were correct. I would have been really upset if Dune hadn't won for the visual effects.
0: Yeah. Dune basically made a clean sweep of the technical awards and, uh, visual effects. Yeah. Very well earned. We both had this one, uh, picked correctly and, uh, a lot of other people did too on our uh, our responses there on the on the drink the movies uh, pick them so yeah Dune wins for best visual effects um, and over uh, Free Guy No Time to Die Shang Chi and Spider Man uh, and moving right along here uh, this one this one you took uh, this yeah. one I missed. Uh, best makeup and hairstyling. So we had coming to America, Cruella, Dune, the eyes of Tammy Faye and house of Gucci. I picked house of Gucci, which was incorrect, but you picked the eyes of Tammy Faye, which was the big winner here in the hair and makeup category. Uh, it sure category.
1: was. It sure was. And that should have been a tip off, I think, to our best actress uh, nominations, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, mm-hmm. so I, was, I was glad to see that. Um, I, I mean, I'm always glad to be right, but um yeah, cool. and I loved her acceptance speech. I thought it was very sweetly made.
0: Yeah, yeah, there you go, there you go.
1: Next one is best costume design, which we both uh, got correct. Mm-hmm. It was between Cruella, Cyrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. And we all picked Cruella along with the rest of the Academy because that's who won. That was very exciting.
0: That's that's right, yeah, Cruella was the big winner there. Um, we basically made this pick like almost a year ago when Cruella came out, um, uh, yeah, there was, there was never any question in my mind that it was, that it was going to win. Uh, you know, the other ones were all fine, but, but Cruella, yeah, it's a movie about, uh, you know, a budding fashion designer making the craziest fashion that you can even possibly imagine. So of course it was going to win. Um, and what about, uh, best sound? So we have, uh, Belfast, Dune, no time to die the power of the dog and West side story. Uh, now this was uh, one we both picked different. Uh, you picked Belfast for sound. Uh, it was a good pick, but it was not the correct pick. The correct pick was Dune, uh, which was what I picked. Like we said, Dune, you know, basically made a clean sweep of these uh, technical awards. And you know, looking back, thinking back to my time spent on Arrakis uh, on Dune, <laughs> I think I think that they were they were uh, very well deserved. Very well deserved. I think
1: so. Yeah. No, it totally makes sense, right? Hindsight being twenty twenty that dune would get the credit it so richly deserves in the technical aspects because it created this whole world and even though it was predicated upon a film that had been previously made it really did its own justice so beautifully so glad mm-hmm. to see that it got that it got the uh, that it got the oscar there um we also did not agree on best original score if you'll recall mm-hmm. we had don't look up dune and canto parallel mothers and the power of the dog I had chosen Johnny Greenwood's power of the dog you had chosen uh Encanto uh by Jermaine Franco and we were both wrong because Dune uh Dune's original score by Hans Zimmer took away the uh the big gold guy
0: yeah that's right that's right uh Hans Zimmer uh presumably adds I'm going to look that up real quick yeah. So uh, Hans Zimmer adds to his uh, Oscar collection. He also won way back in 1995 for doing the original score for the lion King, uh, which is pretty good. Uh, but Hans Zimmer has been nominated a bunch of times. Let's see. One, two, uh, like 11 times he's been nominated. I'm kind of surprised that he's only, only one, uh, two of those, but yeah, Hans Zimmer picks it up. Um, I might have to say that I, I still don't love the Dune uh, soundtrack. Um, I, I, I think probably the power of the dog or in uh, I think still maybe would have been better picks for me, but, uh, yeah, it can't, can't argue with, uh, Hans Zimmer. That soundscape was, uh, pretty incredible. So, uh, well-deserved, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I agree. I, I really loved the score. Uh, it's, it's in power of the dog, but That's okay. That's all right. I was not hating on Dune. It was so glad to see that it got the accolades that it did get, Um, which leads us to our next one. Uh, Best original song. Okay. This, this part, we're going to talk a little bit about these performances because they came Mm -hmm. out and performed them. Um, Not every single one of them were, were performed. I don't think Um, but we also had one that was a a song come out that was not performed or it was performed, but it was not nominated at all. That was really strange, Um, Mm -hmm. but that being said, the nominations for best original song were Be Alive from King Richard, Dos Oruguitas from Encanto, Down to Joy from Belfast, No Time to Die from No Time to Die, and then Somehow You Do from Four Good Days.
0: Yeah, that's right. So uh, we were both correct on this one. We both uh, picked no time to die. I think that is uh, the rightful good choice. But yeah, like you said, uh, we had we had some uh, some weird stuff going on. So we had uh, Beyonce performed be alive it was like a, like a pre recorded music video, uh, kind of thing that she did, which I thought was, was kind of interesting. I was, I was okay with doing it that way. If, if you can't be there to perform, if you could do, if you could do something, um, we had the performance of dos Oraguitas, uh, which I thought was really good. I, I really liked the song. I really liked the performance of it. Um, I think I liked this live performance of it better than I, I liked it in the film. Um, yeah. and then, and then very randomly, we had a performance of, uh,
1: we don't talk, we don't about, talk
0: Bruno. about Bruno. Yeah, um, I don't know because they they didn't do Down to Joy, Van Morrison. Uh, they didn't do that song, but they did the second one from Encanto for some reason. So
1: Yeah, I don't know if maybe he couldn't, he, he was supposed to, and there was a schedule change, and then they had enough time to go ahead and, uh, since they had the whole cast there, they were like, let's do We Don't Talk About Bruno. They had a couple weeks to put it together, and that's what they did because it was um, it, it, it was a smash hit, I mean, and I don't know if maybe Dos oroguitas was um, what their original pick was, and then the movie came out, and We Don't Talk About Bruno was uh, such a smash hit that they they regretted that, and so they, I, I, I don't mm. understand it, but it took up a lot of time, and this is important, because one of the things that was different this year that we have never seen before was that they took um, eight or seven of the categories of these 23 categories. And they had a award ceremony prior to the Oscars. It was like an hour before, but it was not Mm -hmm. televised. So what they did was they interspersed these um, winning moments and acceptance speeches into the Oscars that we saw, which I Mm -hmm. thought was interesting, but it was, it was trying to keep it more compact and down to a, you know, non five hour event. However, I would have much preferred to have seen the live reaction of some of these rather than seeing we don't talk about Bruno. I liked it. I, you know, hats off to the people who performed it, but mm-hmm. I did not understand that choice at all.
0: Yeah, it was, it was very <laughs> strange. It was, it, I it was, it was a, it was a good performance. It was fine. Um, yeah i guess i don't i don't know it was a, it felt like they were trying to fill time but clearly they are, had already had too much time so it was it was a weird decision decisions were made by lots of people about lots of things uh last night for sure for sure um but yeah no time to die wins uh billy eilish her performance of that song was beautiful um that song is beautiful so uh hats off to her um now she has a, a grammy and Uh, an oscar for uh that song there so let's let's get into the uh shorts here so we've got the live action shorts where uh we both picked uh take and run uh and that was nominated up against the dress the long goodbye on my mind and please hold long goodbye riz ahmed took the prize for live action shorts. And I think uh, that was probably our other pick. That was kind of a toss up, I think, for, yeah. for both of us. And, and we picked wrong. The Academy said the long goodbye. Uh, really important stuff. Uh, really worth your time to watch. You can see it on uh, Riz Ahmed's uh, YouTube channel. I think it's on there. So yeah. go watch it. Uh, go watch it.
1: Go watch it. Yeah, it was amazing. I really liked it. I remember when we talked about this last week. Um, so I was glad to see that it won um, for sure. Uh, Best Short uh, Documentary uh, was uh, the nominees for Best Documentary Short were Audible, Lead Me Home, The Queen of Basketball, Three Songs for Benazir and When We Were Bullies. I think you and I both agreed on The Queen of Basketball. This is probably Mm -hmm. my least favorite um, grouping. Right? We had issues with pretty much all of them except for The Queen of Basketball. And, And I was so glad to see that uh, we were correct and that the queen of basketball won. I was very saddened um, to hear of the, um, of the queen's death uh, that she had passed before uh, she was mm-hmm. able to see this, but um, I was really excited that members of her family were able to be there and to watch her, you know, the, the team kind of get this honor for her. So that was really cool
0: yeah definitely definitely um yeah good good that her family got to be there and uh you know the the world is lucky that we got to hear the story you know directly uh from her uh through this documentary so definitely go watch that um that's on uh, youtube as well you can check that out um and she definitely do like i said all, all the documentary shorts were really good uh kind of subjects uh But as documentaries, I think that they all kind of missed the mark in the way that they told their story. And for me, I think that that was was the the best one put together there and rightfully winning the Oscar. And what about our last short category here is the animated short. So we had Affairs of the Art, Bestia, Box Ballet, Robin Robin, and The Windshield Wiper. Uh, We only had one person uh, say that The Windshield Wiper was going to win this prize out of everyone who took our took our poll, took, uh, you know, me and you, um, <laughs> your husband, everyone, everyone, basically everyone said that Robin Robin was going to win, but Robin Robin didn't win. The windshield wiper won. So there you go. Kudos oh, yeah. to this, this tale of, uh, you know, love and all of its various forms and the windshield wiper. It was pretty good. Um, I did enjoy it, but I, I was surprised. I was surprised that it won.
1: Very surprised, very surprised that it won. But, uh, but that, that was not, no, That was interesting because all of us were like, what? Okay." And now I'm inspired to go rewatch it because um, I'd like to see kind of what I missed the first time because I clearly missed something. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. Um, What we did not miss and what we were, what uh, what to me was not a shocker, was the next uh, award, which was for Best Animated Feature. The nominations for that were Encanto, Flea, Luca, The Mitchells vs. the Machines, and Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, this was something both you and I agreed on. We both favored Mitchells vs. the Machines. We both thought that was a stronger film and we liked that better. But mm-hmm. I went ahead and picked Encanto uh, to win because it's a Pixar film and I just figured it was going to win. And I was right, which made me actually sad.
0: <laughs> you you were right. Yeah. I went with uh Mitchell's versus machines, which uh, is not the way the academy went. The academy went with Encanto. And I'm okay with that. Um I didn't uh I it wasn't to me like a like a night and day difference. Um just just personally. Um I felt the Mitchells versus Machines was a little bit better, but Encanto was so good. It was very like culturally important um and it tells this really beautiful story uh we talked about it on an episode as we kind of started getting into our uh, oscar films that was one of the first ones that we covered uh there so go back and give that a listen to it if you want us to deep dive on it a little bit more but i think that that was very important and it did a really good job of telling this story that you know kind of no matter what your you know background and uh beliefs and all that stuff were um you could see yourself in that story, and I think that that was something that was really special about Encanto. So, yeah, no, no big surprise that Pixar took that. Yeah. Uh, when in doubt, go with Pixar.
1: That's right. <laughs> yeah, the next award surprised all of us, um, but was mm-hmm. really, really beautiful to watch uh, it happen and see it uh, unfold on stage. Um, it was yes. best documentary feature. Um, so this, uh, this, the nominations were Ascension, Attica flee summer of soul or when the revolution could not be televised and riding with fire now these were much stronger uh the, the these because these were longer length i think the subject matter was different but the way in which all of these uh, were put together we agreed that um attica was our choices for winning um but we were wrong because summer of soul went ahead and took it uh, took it home
0: that's right. Yeah. Summer of soul was the big winner here for the documentary feature. Um, and I, that's, it was a really important story and I'm, I'm glad that it exists and I'm glad that, um, I got a chance to see it. And now a lot of other people are, uh, going to get to see it. I, I want to say that's on HBO or Disney. It's, it's, on, on, something.
1: Disney. Yep. Yeah, it's on Disney. Yeah.
0: So, Plus. so definitely, definitely go watch it. It's, it's really important stuff. Um, Uh, I really you should probably you know watch all these Attica was our pick Uh, riding with fire we both really really liked and we were kind of deciding between those two up to the last minute but yeah Summer of Soul uh, takes it and like I said it 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 weaves a really compelling story and it's uh, incredible that you know the footage still exists that they were able to put that together so uh, good on you Summer of Soul and our next category here is something that really wasn't much of a surprise uh because you had the winner of the category was also nominated for uh best film so uh it's it's kind of hard to to not pick that one but there were some there were some good ones in this category so best international feature film uh we had drive my car uh which which won of course and uh that was nominated up against flea from denmark uh the hand of god from italy lunana yak in the classroom from bhutan and the worst person in the world from norway um Worst Person in the World was a very excellent film. And I think probably in any other year, that's going to win your international feature film. Uh, But Drive My Car, pretty special, pretty special movie. And it takes the uh, international feature film. We both picked that one. And uh, I think most of the people that uh, submitted their results also picked Drive My Car.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was glad to see that it got the accolades and did. Um, I was really not concerned, but I was worried that the worst person in the world was kind of taking things by storm. Um, Cause mm-hmm. it had a ton of buzz around it and it was a great film. But for me, there was just, very, it was, it was no comparison. I definitely thought drive my car was stronger in in a lot of different ways. Um, so I was glad to see that it won. And then of course, watching the acceptance speech was really beautiful. Um, it's so nice when people are truly grateful and so happy um, mm-hmm. and, you know, giving uh, you know, just, Really excited. One of the things they and they were kind of done back to back, but um, when Summer of Soul won, it was one of the most um, humble kind of acceptance speeches, too. Right? Where mm-hmm. you know, it, the gentleman was so just overwhelmed and he just he just he was just so happy that yep. he got that award. And it, it's so nice to see, and it was very similar. Um, I felt with Drive My Car.
0: Yep. Yeah, definitely. It's always it's always nice um and we talked a little bit about it last week but especially in the documentaries so you know are typically made from a place of you know purely just out of uh, a passion and your love of wanting to talk about about a subject. So it's always nice when you get uh you know an acceptance speech that you know it really just kind of is you know a shedding of of the the weight of just pouring yourself into something so fully so yeah so definitely a good win by drive my car there and we're up to uh, another couple of technical awards both of these were won by dune michaela dune That's- is just killing killing the uh these technical awards so we had best production design uh it was nominated up against nightmare alley tragedy of Macbeth, west side story and the power of the dog and you said dune was going to win and you were correct
1: I was correct. Um, I'm, I'm a little sad because we talked about how amazing Tragedy of Macbeth was and mm-hmm. how the look and feel of it was just amazing. Um, and so I, I know that's why you chose it, because it was so great. Um, but I was glad to see that I was right. Um, the, Dune also cleaned up for Best Film Editing, uh, which we, we didn't actually see that coming at all. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I, 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 was very surprised, uh, best film editing, uh, the nominations for that were don't look up, of course, Dune, King Richard, the power of the dog and tick, tick boom. Um, yeah, Dune, uh, went ahead and, and edited themselves a win <laughs> out of that <laughs> it, it, one.
0: It edited its way to a victory in film editing. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's fine. I didn't. Uh, I'd picked The Power of the Dog and you'd picked uh, Tick, Tick, Boom in that category. Um, I guess you could probably make a compelling argument for any of those, but yeah. I, and we've talked a little bit about it. We did an episode on Dune, so uh, go listen to that um, if you want to hear more about that. But yeah, it's really, I guess, to, to keep the pace. And that was, that was the thing. All of these films were very long this year, so uh, you, you really needed a, a deft Handed editing to get these stories told in a way that doesn't feel uh, overly cumbersome. And uh, Dune did an excellent job there. And it did an excellent job in cinematography. So Dune wins another uh, Academy Award for this category. Uh, it was up against Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. Uh, Power of the Dog was our picks. Um, I'm really surprised that uh, Power of the Dog did not win, that uh, Dune won. But it, it looks great. Um you know, it's pushing yeah. it's pushing those IMAX screens to the limit. So
1: to the limit. Yep, yeah. I was glad to see. Uh, like I said, I'm glad to see that it got so much love technically. Um, but uh, I was very surprised because I thought for sure because of just the big scope of work that needed to be done in Power of the Dog that it would have that it would have edged out. But
0: mm-hmm. I was wrong. I, I wonder. I wonder if there is some some negative side to that is the power of the dog was a Netflix film. Uh, So people only ever got to watch that on their television or their laptop. Um, So it wasn't something that they could go and see in the breadth of it because the power of the dog on an IMAX screen would look unreal. (laughs) It would be, it would be so vast. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that, that played a part possible. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not.
1: Maybe the next uh, ward went, uh, for Best Adapted Screenplay. Now, you and I did not agree uh, on this. This was one of the few ones where we, we had differing opinions. Um, mm-hmm. The nominations were Coda, The Power of the Dog, Drive My Car, Dune, and The Lost Daughter. Um, you had picked Dune, which... Uh, now it seems like that probably should have gone because it was a technical award, and this is kind of technical. Mm, I don't know. I picked Power of the Dog uh, because you know everything was going towards Power of the Dog three days ago, um, but we were both wrong, and I am happy that we were both wrong because Coda took home the Best Adapted Screenplay Oscar.
0: That's that's right, and it definitely set the stage for its uh, bigger victory later. I think because uh, how can it be the best movie, um, and especially in something that's it's such a, a personal tale and something that's so um, like kind of character focused. Um, so it really makes sense that Coda picked this one up, you know, uh, hindsight being 2020. Um, and I wasn't surprised by the next win because I got this one, I got this one right. And this was the year where Michaela, uh, beat me and we haven't even talked about that yet but uh, you know I'm trying to keep that under the rug but we had best original screenplay uh, and the nominees were Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza and The Worst Person in the World. Um, you said Don't Look Up as your best original screenplay. I said Belfast uh, by Kenneth Brana. That was the big winner there. Um, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah looking back on it it's totally, it totally deserves to win um, because of the story that it's telling and the Yeah, I have no defense. I just really like don't look up. I thought it was great. Um, Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. but, uh, but you're right. This was one you did totally win. You totally beat me out on this one. Uh, The next one, uh, we both agreed, uh, which was best director. Mm -hmm. Um, It was Kenneth Branagh, Ryosuke Hamagachi for drive my car. Uh, sorry, Kenneth Branagh was for Belfast. I guess I should have said that. <laughs> Just Kenneth Branagh. Just Kenneth Branagh is the best director. Um, Paul Thomas Anderson in Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion in The Power of the Dog, and of course Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. We all agreed that it was going to be Jane Campion's year for Power of the Dog, um, and we were correct.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was that one was uh, pretty clear cut. I think you know she was the presumptive favorite. So. Didn't really see it going another way. Um, I think, I think maybe in another year, um, I would have really liked to have seen uh, Ryosaki Hamagachi for Drive My Car win that yeah. award because I think what he did was uh, really special. But yeah, there was no no getting one over on uh, Jane Campion this year uh, yeah. for Power of the Dog uh, yeah. when it when it comes to the uh, the best director. And now, Michaela, we are into our actors and actresses. So let's start off with one you got right. I'm so happy you got right. Um, I changed my mind and I wanted to go uh, with your pick after after you made your your uh, stump speech for him uh, last week when we were making our picks, but I'd already made, I'd already made mine. So I I was locked in at that point, but best supporting actor. We had Jesse Plemons, power of the dog, JK Simmons being the Ricardos, Cody Smith McPhee from the power of the dog, Troy Kotzer from CODA and Siren Hines from Belfast. Now I had said that Cody Smith McPhee was going to win and I was incorrect because who won Michaela?
1: Troy Kotzer for CODA.
0: That's right. Troy Kotzer for Dakota won. It was rightly awarded to him. I'm so happy that he won. It was amazing. That was, that was probably the, the highlight of the night, was seeing him take that award.
1: Absolutely. Definitely. 100%. Um, I cried like a baby. His acceptance speech was beautiful. Um, he can was confirm. So- yeah, I, I did. Totally love her like a baby. Um, this is why nobody else comes. <laughs> I don't have people over anymore. Um, but it was amazing. It was so good. Um, and I, what I loved the best, this was a great example because J.K. Simmons and uh, I think it was uh, Kieran Hines, both of them immediately like jumped out of their chairs in joy to see mm-hmm. when, when Troy Kotzer are one that, you know, and they these are all amazing actors. So maybe they didn't mean it at all, but um, that kind of showmanship I thought was great. You, you know, it's right when everybody in the room, even the people that were uh, kind of up against you were cheering you on uh, the, when you, when you got it. So that was, that was really beautiful to see.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It was absolutely. It was. And um, the woman who presented his award, I I think is uh I hope I'm not going to say this uh, too badly, but Yoon You Young, who won the best supporting actress for Minari last year, uh, gave him his award. And she actually signed that he won before she said it out loud, which was um, also pretty amazing and, and yeah. pretty special. Um, and her win last year was amazing and special too. So it was awesome to you know, see that she was the one to be able to give it to him. So uh, really cool stuff there. So uh, that was the best supporting actor. What about best supporting actress? So we had Jesse Buckley from the lost daughter, Ariana DeBose from West side story, Kirsten Dunst from the power of the dog, Anjanu Ellis from King Richard and Judy Dench from Belfast. You and I both picked Ariana DeBose and the Academy also picked Ariana DeBose and she won a uh, well-deserved best part of West side story by a mile.
1: By a mile and i loved her speech um again uh she is is, is a first because i think she's the first openly queer uh person to accept an award uh for best supporting actress so that was wonderful um and i really loved how she tied it into you know that there is a place for us every every person on this planet we we can make this place together i thought that was really beautiful and uh yeah she is she's she, ariana was just stunning um i i had no idea how and i don't know how to say this i her transformation into the character was much different than i expected because i didn't know anything Mm -hmm. about her um until like a week ago when we started to really make our picks so if uh you're on the fence about seeing west side story you should watch it just for that um, I thought it was so beautiful that Rita Moreno was there. R- Rita mm-hmm. Moreno had just won, uh, not just one, but maybe 65 years ago. She won for this exact same role. Um, really beautiful to see that circle.
0: Yeah, okay. that would be, um, that is pretty cool. That would be something actually that would be interesting to look up to see um, if there are multiple Oscar wins for the same role. Uh people, um, from, you know, different reimaginings. That would be interesting to look at. I couldn't imagine that there would be many, so it's kind of, kind of special. We got to see that. Um, and, uh, yeah, going on, uh, best actor and best actress. So Michaela, why don't you, uh, run through these two?
1: So best actor was interesting because, <clears throat> uh, we both picked Will Smith, And we've talked Mm -hmm. enough about what's happened before that, but this was about 40 minutes later um, when he was able to get on the stage and and claim his award. Um, He was up against Denzel Washington for Tragedy of Macbeth, Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch in The Power of the Dog, and Andrew Garfield with Tick, Tick, Boom. And yeah. Yeah. He gave a very he gave a very interesting kind of bizarre speech trying to explain his I don't know what it was kind of strange. I usually love acceptance speeches. I found that one kind of odd.
0: Um, Yeah, I I will say I you could you could tell there was some remorse (laughs) from his actions um, because it it happened like literally like almost back to back. Right. Like there wasn't even like any like cool down time from it. It it, it was about 40
1: minutes. It difference. went,
0: it went, it went pretty quick, but, but yeah, I mean, no surprise there. Uh, Will Smith won. Um, you know, we both loved Andrew Garfield, but um, it's interesting because best actor on our drink the movies Oscar Pickham. This was the the most uh, kind of wide open. So like seventy one percent of the people that responded picked Will Smith to win. Um, so I think it was it was pretty obviously his year. Uh, and then we're going into the best actress category. Uh, which was the most kind of spread out from the Drink the Movies results where we had all of the uh, actresses here being nominated, um, you know, where uh, everyone got some votes there. So it was uh, kind of interesting. So we had Best Actress. We had the nominee of Jessica Chastain for the eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman from lost daughter Penelope Cruz from parallel mothers, Nicole Kidman from being the Ricardos and Kristen Stewart from Spencer. I said, Kristen Stewart was going to win. You said Nicole Kidman was going to win, but Jessica Chastain wore her Tammy Faye makeup all the way to the podium and took her Oscar this year. Michaela, what do you think about Jessica Chastain winning this award?
1: Well, I love Jessica Chastain. I think she's done a lot of really great work. Um, I I really loved her character of Tammy Faye Baker, and I loved um, I loved the story. Um, but um, mm-hmm. I was I I remember thinking all day yesterday that I was probably wrong, and it probably wasn't going to be Nicole Kidman because it was probably going to be Kristen Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, right up until the Oscar started, I was like, man, I, I'm, this is, this is the one where I'm going to get it wrong and you're going to get it right. And this is the one that I'm, that's going to put you over the edge in the Michaela Bryan competition for Oscar Pickham." But we were both wrong. Um, it was a surprise to me, but mm-hmm. I was happy for her. She's done a lot of really great work, um, over the course of her career. And, it did strike me how amazing the hair and makeup was because I hadn't seen her in a while. and mm-hmm. she looks nothing like Tammy Faye Baker in real life, like nothing like her. So definitely yep. glad to see that she also that 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 film took home the Oscar for hair and makeup because yeah,
0: yeah, I think that that kind of transcended her performance because I thought her performance itself was I, th- I thought it was really good, but I didn't think that it was anything. Like that special, like of the five nominees, I probably would have ranked her like fourth, probably, <laughs> um, for my picks. But, but yeah, I think I, it was uh, it was a couple of things. Like you said, you had the you had the big character transformation, and then you have just kind of the breadth of her work. So, uh, Jessica Chastain is the winner there, and that leaves us with one to go, Michaela. One to go. One
1: to go. Well, and I totally spoiled it at the beginning of this podcast. So if you're, you, uh, didn't. If you waited to the end, sorry, true
0: story. Yeah, true that's story. true.
1: Um, but best picture, just so everyone knows what, what Coda was up against uh, Belfast. Don't look up, drive my car, Dune, King Richard, licorice pizza, nightmare alley, the power of the dog and West side story.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so Coda is the big winner. Uh, you had picked night or I'm sorry, you had picked the power of the dog, uh, to win, which was kind of the presumptive favorite going into like this final, uh, kind of weekend of Oscars, uh, where Coda picked up a lot of steam. Coda was Coda was my pick. Um, and I just, I was just banking kind of on, on that, that momentum, that steam building up because I think, you know, from the time The Power of the Dog came out, that was pretty much going to going to take it. So it was kind of a last-minute uh, push by Apple and Coda to to get it in front of eyeballs and, you know, really pick up the conversation about it. Um and we talked about Troy Kotzer, how amazing he is. Um, I, I really hope that this will encourage people that haven't watched this film yet to go see it uh, because it's really special um, and everyone should, should go watch it. And I think the other highlight for me for seeing it was they, all, they always do the montage of all of the best pictures and just seeing those scenes again from Coda was was so good. I don't know why I haven't rewatched it yet since I watched it that first time, but uh, I think it's, I think it's on the to-do list now. I think yeah. it's on the to-do list.
1: You know what we really need to do is just pick a cocktail and cover mm. it maybe next week on Drink the Movies.
0: Oh yeah. After that is a, that is a really good idea. So, yeah. uh, be on, be on the lookout, be on the lookout for that, be on the lookout for that. Um, but Michaela, what do you, what do you have to add about, about CODA? Like I said, you'd picked the power of the dog, um, cause you were going with your head and it, it was a, it was a smart pick. I think, um, like I said, it, it already won like 10,000 awards for best pictures. So, uh, what was going to be one more, but, uh, what were your thoughts about this year's films and CODA? And yeah, I was, and-
1: I was so happy to be wrong. Uh, about my best picture pick um, because you're right. I absolutely picked my head and not my heart. Coda was by, heart, by far my favorite film. Um, it's going to be one of those that I'm going to watch over and over again just because it's so brilliant and great. And so mm-hmm. um, I was really glad that I that I picked that one wrong. I think, you know, when we talk about the Oscars, a lot of people don't watch them and don't give them a lot of credit because they are not necessarily great movies, they're great films. And we talked about this a little bit, right? Where, Mm -hmm. you know, if something like, I I don't know, a lot of people love Spider-Man, but Spider-Man, you know, is it a great film or is it, is it, is it, is it just a good film? What, what actually makes a film great? What makes it great? And how do you really create this award around that? And how do you choose that? And Um, So it's always hard because there's so many things that make these very different films special. Um, Mm -hmm. But I was really glad that it seems like for once in a very long time, the Oscars got this portion of of, uh, the awards correct, right? Where it really picked a film that was truly wonderful. And it's going to be one of those that um, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, we'll be able to say, yep, we still got that year right. Which is yep. interesting because now if we look back in like the late 90s, early 2000s, because now it's been 20 years, we can go back and and make the call like Shakespeare in Love versus Saving Private Ryan. Are you kidding, Oscar family? What the heck, right? We can make those calls. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time, I remember thinking that was amazing. So um, it, it's interesting. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on it?
0: Yeah, so... Uh, like you, obviously, I was I was very excited that this one, uh, you know, took home this this big prize, and you know, like I said, I I hope that you know it inspires people to go watch it. I believe that this was the first ever uh, Best Picture for something that was uh, just streaming, uh, so that's pretty cool, and that is quite the feather in Apple's cap. They were the first ones to pull it off, and they're you know one of the newer ones to this uh, arena. So uh, good on you there. There were a couple of films this year that I thought really really could have won it and it would have been fine. Um, You know, aside from Coda and power of the dog, um, I think had, um, if drive my car could have won, uh, that would have been completely justified. I think Belfast uh, was an early favorite for it. I wouldn't have been surprised if that would have won. Um, It was excellent as well. So uh, there were, there were a couple Um, it's, it's hard when you get to 10, um, especially kind of in the state of the world um, picking you know, 10 films is, is tough to have them all at the same level. So there was definitely, you know, kind of a, kind of a, a tail off for me on, uh, on a couple of these, you know, just, you know, somewhere heads and shoulders, uh, above the others, but right. yeah, I, by, by and large, I think it was, it was a pretty good, um, Oscars overall. Um, none of the picks really were super egregious to me. Um, I didn't think I would have liked to see something like, um, the Green Knight from A twenty four get a nod and something like cinematography because that was just absolutely stunning. Um, but I, it's hard to it's hard to to really get into snubs too much if if you haven't seen these because every time you know if something's snubbed then that means that something else wasn't deserving to be there. So um, I think by and large these were all these were all pretty good nominations and uh, all you know pretty well pretty well deserved awards this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, nope, totally, totally. I mean, I was pretty happy with the way it worked out um, with the awards part of it, anyway. And so that that felt really good to see Coda do so well, and to see the number of accolades uh, be given to Dune for all the technical um, gifts that it had and the things that it did that was amazing. I can't wait to see the next one. We, I definitely think since it did so well, it's we're gonna get greenlit on, you know, the second half. Um, <laughs> Um, let's hope they don't make it into a trilogy because that that would be that would be tough to i don't want to wait that long i want i want it all to be done but um
0: i want it all and i want it all now i want it all
1: now but um hopefully in the next couple years we'll get to see the continuation of that story uh yeah so this was good it's uh it's always kind of bittersweet at the end of oscars uh our oscar season because Mm -hmm. Uh, literally tonight for the first time, and I don't know eight weeks something like that. I will be like I don't know what to watch. So, um, you know, I get to start again, get to do it all over again
0: next year. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. So now we have we have another year of Oscars down, another year of Oscars uh, coming out. We are still early in the year, so not that much uh, Oscar worthy has. Uh, been coming out yet. Uh, Save the Batman, that's probably going to uh, do pretty well next year. I think we'll have to wait and see, but yeah, that puts a pin in this year's Oscars. So the final tally for those keeping track at home, I, Brian, had 11 correct choices out of 23 categories, uh, which is pretty good. That That is respectable. That is respectable. Michaela. You had 12 correct choices, which is one more than me. So you are the Drink the Movies Oscar champion, um, at least as far as uh, you and I go. Uh, But someone out there who went on to DrinkTheMovies.com and did the Oscar pick them got 20 right, which is insane. Uh, I don't know how you could even do that. But uh, congratulations. Keep an eye on your email, lucky winner, and we will get uh, uh, in touch with you so we can send out that prize package. And that will be awesome. But I guess... Michaela, you win the Oscar for the host pick. So uh, give your give your acceptance speech, I guess. And then I don't want to hear another word about this for at least a year.
1: Oh, wait, what? Yeah, one year, one year. Totally fair. That's totally totally fair.
0: It's totally fair.
1: Every time we talked about the Oscars, you'd be like, and I won twice in a row.
0: I know we're not going to talk about the Oscars again for a year.
1: We're (laughs) done. Oh, right. Okay. Um, well, I'd like to thank. uh, I don't know. I'd like to thank you, Brian, for watching all these movies with me and continuing Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. do this podcast together because it is uh, one of my favorite things in the world. And you you do all the work. People ask me all the time can I just say people ask me all the time they're like how is that going and and I'm like oh it's going amazing and they're like how how do you do uh how do you do xyz on the on the site or and I'm like oh no that's a Brian question you gotta ask Brian because Brian literally does everything I show up um, and I talk about movies that I see, and I I, I make drinks with uh, Brian, and I pick drinks, but that's about it. Um, Brian does all the work on this, uh, I, and I'm so grateful for that. So, um, and thank who you. else? What I think? Um, you, the thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know that, that. Thanks for thanks everybody for continuing to listen to drink the movies and watch uh watch these movies with us and be part of this community um it was a dream many years ago (laughs) to do a (laughs) podcast about movies and then uh you know we mashed up alcohol and it became amazing it became what it is today and it's growing all the time we're so excited about that so yeah there we go if you wanted any more drink the movies uh if you haven't already subscribed you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere where Anchor podcasts are distributed. Um, I'm working this into my my Oscar speech. How fun! Oh,
0: is very that? nice, very nice. I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. So- like us,
1: subscribe. We have two drops a week. Um, you know, I you got to get geared up for next season because Oscar season will will happen again. It'll be around the corner.
0: That's right. It'll be here before we know it. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. So thank you everyone for listening. Let us know if you uh, make yourself a picture, perfect Paloma or let us know what you were drinking for your own Oscar party. Um, if you watched the Oscars, what you thought about them, what you thought about the slap her around the world, uh, what you think about Coda winning best picture, let us know all of that stuff. Send us pictures of your cocktails. Um, and you can do that on our Instagram and Twitter. It's at drink the movies and on facebook.com slash drink the movies. Um, You can go check out the website and we'll have pictures of ours, um, episode recaps, all that good stuff on www.drinkthemovies.com. And it would be really helpful if you are liking the podcast, if you left us a uh, review, Uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts. You can do that on... Uh, Spotify now too you can uh, leave a star review there so uh, that would be really helpful. We would definitely appreciate that And thank you so much for joining us for Oscars. It's uh, one of our favorite seasons of the year watching all of these movies but now Michaela, I need to go I need to go hydrate. I need to go take a nap yeah. um, and I, I need to I need to watch something. Uh, something mindless or something, you know, one of my, one of my favorite movies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Something that's not three hours long. Yeah. Just something that will, that will fill me with, with joy (laughs) and happiness and yeah, just uh, just detox from Oscar season.
1: I got a great one. It's called voyage of the rock aliens and it's awesome. It's definitely mindless.
0: It is, it is mindless. That is for sure. And it's only
1: 87 minutes. So it it fills all, it ticks all the boxes, Brian, ticks all of your boxes.
0: Uh, that's right i will uh, i will put it on for my nap all right well thank you everyone for joining us for this oscar recap show uh be on the lookout next week and yeah we're probably going to talk about coda and mix something up but michaela i think we better go
1: we it's the moments arrived moments arrived it's pumpkin time all right well we'll see everybody next time on
0: drink Drink the the movies Good job coda
1: Bad job, Will Smith.